Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center, dedicated to educating listeners about allergies, asthma, and immunology. Welcome back to Let's Clear the Air, all things allergy and immunology. I'm your host, Liz Edwards, and I'm here today with Dr. John Overholt, and we are talking about the heat, which everyone is talking about. Right. It's it's August. We've had the heat for a while this it's summer. Been, it feels like it's been August for like a month It already. has, yes. And I mean, for those who have asthma or are susceptible to you know air quality issues outside, let's kind of break down what they're experiencing and what's causing those symptoms. Right. So, you know, asthma comes in a lot of different flavors. Um, And typically people with asthma will have multiple different triggers. You know, frequently these are allergy triggers. Mm -hmm. At this time of year, we're seeing, um, you know, primarily grass pollen, a little bit of emerging weed pollen. There's always these sort of year-round mold spores. So those are things that can trigger off, you know, outdoor um, allergic asthma uh, frequently. More recently, you know, air quality has been the primary issue for most folks. And air quality, you know, really deteriorates in times where there are long spells of hot, dry weather. And that leads to the accumulation of certain things in the atmosphere or the environment or the air around us Mm -hmm. uh, that are respiratory irritants. And these things include ozone, uh, sulfur dioxide, diesel exhaust particles, all sort of classic kind of non-allergic triggers. And so w- when we're seeing right now, you know, these times when we've had you know, extended periods where it's been super dry and hot, the air quality has been very poor and people with asthma are particularly susceptible to problems from that air quality. So what do you do about that? Right? How do you how do you try to avoid that? How I do you personally get like it? to stay in the air conditioning. I'm a big air conditioning fan <laughs> myself. At this time of year, I'm a great indoorsman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> indoorsman, but the um, air quality tends to be worse in, in those times during the afternoon. So if you've got to get outside, try to do it. You know, first thing in the morning. Uh, you know, right sort of at dusk. Those are times when the air quality. Uh, is going to be less poor. Uh, it's still bad during those times, but not as bad as it is, you know, during the sort of peak of the heat or when the heat's been around kind of all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also cooler at those times too, which is great for getting outside when it's 98 degrees at right. three in the afternoon. Right. Well, and I've also, you know, um, I've wondered too. Like after I come back inside, is there something I'm supposed to do? Like, should I be showering at night, maybe before bed, or like any of that? Get those, the allergens off of you, or what do you think about that? For those people who are really pollen allergic and for whom the pollens are driving you, the asthma or the allergies, mm-hmm. rinsing off after you've been outside a, a long time, if you had to be working in the yard or had to be mowing or just been outside for an extended period, will reduce the pollen on your body and your hair and your face and your nose. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a, a good idea. If, for people who are really, really sensitive to that, that can be helpful. Okay. And so the, the people that we're talking about, most of them uh, have diagnosed asthma or if they feel like it's undiagnosed and they're not sure, what can um, you offer here in the office to kind of get us back on track and, <laughs> and, and help? Yeah. A- asthma can actually be pretty tricky to diagnose sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's primarily because it can be sort of normal one minute and then wildly abnormal the next minute. Mm-hmm. And so it can be difficult to capture sort of objective information, whether that's 
wheezing on exam or measurements of lung function. Mm -hmm. um, so often you're really sort of basing this on history. But typically, you know, when a patient comes in and, and has had symptoms that are consistent with asthma, you take a good thorough medical history. Uh, we'll get a set of breathing tests so that a lung function spirometry to make sure that doesn't pick up something. Uh, I often do allergy testing if that's part of the picture of things that have been triggering it off. And putting all that together usually gives you a pretty clear clinical picture of whether there is or isn't asthma going on. There is a gold standard test called the methacholine challenge test. It's, it's fairly involved. Uh, we don't do a ton of those, but that's an option if you're still kind of scratching your head and wondering whether this is or isn't asthma mm -hmm. if a patient's not responding to medications and such. I think people underestimate the heat in general, just especially if you're somebody that's on the road all day, you're getting in and out of the car. I, I don't think people who may have issues realize they do. Yeah, and I think it, it does need to be treated with a degree of respect because you'll see asthma flares mm -hmm. you know, in, in these time periods really spike. Um, and you'll see ED visits spike for asthma and such. So it's a real problem. It's a real trigger, and it's something that people need to be cognizant of if they're going to have to be outdoors for extended periods of time. For parents who have young children, what are some classic symptoms that an undiagnosed child might present with, um, especially after playing outside? Yeah. You know, exertional symptoms are really common. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll run around in PE class and break a sweat, and then all of a sudden they'll start coughing or wheezing. And, you know, different people experience asthma differently. So, you know, some people will say my chest hurts. Some people say it's tight. Some people say my airway feels constricted. Some people say I'm smothering. So mm -hmm. there's a whole variety of symptoms. You have to really sort of have a, a kind of a high index of suspicion. Um, you know, just sort of looking out for those sorts of things. But exertional symptoms, cough, breathlessness, you know, cough when you're around classic asthma triggers, if you've been outside for ex you know, extended periods of time, if you're around your friend's cat and you start to have breathing problems, I mean, those are all sort of classic triggers. Okay. Well, that, that really breaks it down for us. And, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to stay inside, stay in the air. <laughs> That's the wisest <laughs> You've basically given me permission to stay home, so I love that. Good, good. Glad <laughs> thank, I can help. Thank you so much for being with us today. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Liz. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast. And remember, if you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.